Welcome to Stead Talks. It's exactly what you think it is, but it's with an S. I'm your host, Leah Barsnell, and in today's episode, we're diving into the captivating world of the sexual differentiation of pain sensitivity. Throughout this episode, we'll unravel the complexities of sexual differentiation of pain, from the methodological mistakes biasing the field to the groundbreaking research that's been pushing our understanding of pain sensitivity forward. Get ready to embark on a journey through the realms of science where curiosity knows no bounds. This episode is funded by Low Doses. Low Doses, the curvature of strength and flexibility. Chronic pain is a leading human health problem in terms of prevalence, disability, and medical cost. Also, most patients with chronic pain are women. This has been a well-known and supported fact for quite some time. There's a wealth of epidemiological studies proving just this, that chronic pain is more prevalent in women. In a survey of 11,000 electronic medical records of patients with pain, researchers found that there were significantly higher self-reported pain ratings in women compared to men across 14 different diagnoses. This disproportionate effect could be driven by a variety of socio-cultural, gender, and sex differences. For example, women could be more willing to seek medical help, However, it also seems to be a well-established fact that women are more likely to experience chronic pain conditions than men. Is it true women are also more sensitive to pain than men, vice versa? To answer that question, we first need to take a deep dive on who most preclinical trials have been using as test subjects up until very recently. Up until very recently, most preclinical studies were performed using only male animals, That seems crazy, no? This is due to a long list of reasons, excuses, (coughs) misogyny. Oh, sorry, I got something caught in my throat. Many argue that research with female subjects would be more variable because of the estrus cycle. Interestingly, quite a few studies within both the fields of neuroscience and more generally biomedicine have shown that this assumption is not entirely fair. That isn't to say that estrus cycle hormones don't produce variability, However, apparently this variability doesn't necessarily outdo male-specific variability. Luckily, there are now many policies that require the integration of sex and gender into preclinical research, which will hopefully lead to a more robust understanding of how the human body works. One interesting 2014 study from McGill University researching how pain affects sexual motivation in mice found that sexual behavior is significantly reduced in female mice when they are experiencing genital or non-genital pain. The same is not true for male mice who displayed no difference in sexual motivation when injected with pain-inducing drugs. This once again raises the question, do males and females experience pain differently? Who is more sensitive to acute pain? A meta-analysis from 2022 analyzed 122 published studies comparing pain sensitivity in the sexes. The results found that literature overwhelmingly documented that females are more sensitive to pain and less tolerant of pain than men. The same meta-analysis also looked at literature with rodent models. Similar to humans, the majority of sex differences in acute and chronic pain behavior was reflected more in females. A little less similarly, far more male rodents were reported to be more sensitive to primarily opioid analgesic compared to females. The remainder of reported sex differences involved the author describing a manipulation that yielded some statistically significant effect in one sex but not the other. Interestingly, these significant results shared similar directionality. 
What I mean by that is in 72.4% of the cases, any hypothesis the authors were testing turned out to be true in males, but not females. Why might this be? Oh, right. Up until recently, almost everything we knew about how anything works in any animal model, whether that be rats, mice, hamsters, flies, or humans, was only studied in males. So now we're finding that hypotheses that are derived from experiments and knowledge bases that only focus on males are only successfully getting confirmed in males? Surprise! But this does highlight that females have distinct pain biology that should be studied. And surprise! Many biological differences have been found. An entire podcast series could be built around talking about just that. One tiny piece of the sex differentiation of pain puzzles seems to be the organizational and activational effects of gonadal steroid hormones. In terms of organizational effects, it has been found across some animal studies that neonatal exposure to testosterone might be necessary for less sensitivity to painful stimuli. In fact, sex differences in NMDA-mediated stress-induced pain reduction and morphine-induced pain reduction have also shown to be influenced by neonatal testosterone exposure in rodents. However, when researchers gave baby female rat pups enough testosterone to literally begin defeminizing their reproductive systems, those pups did not show a reduced sensitivity to pain in adulthood. These conflicting findings could be possible for a variety of reasons. Are there sex chromosome-linked differences that influence the results? Perhaps some types of sexually differentiated pain begin developing in utero, so neonatal testosterone exposure was never gonna make a difference. In terms of activational effects, tons of studies have found that estrogen acts as an important modulator in adults' experience of pain. But that's about as much conclusive detail we can get about how it modulates. Sometimes it makes pain better, sometimes it makes it worse. What research has been able to conclude is that estrogen's effect on pain seems to depend on a variety of factors, like the type of pain, its chronicity, as well as estrogen levels and stability. In animals, literature agrees that other factors may be more important than estradiol in terms of impacting responses to brief, painful stimulation. In humans, specifically people that experience menstruation, painful stimulation across the estrus cycle has yielded inconclusive results. Some studies have shown that people in the follicular phase have greater tolerance to pain than those in the luteal phase, but a lot of these studies have also had notable confounds regarding how they define menstrual cycle phases. One study that did not have these methodological issues did find that short-term estradiol treatment of females in the follicular phase who had pain experimentally induced in their masseters did rate themselves as experiencing less pain compared to controls. In another study, estradiol treatment was associated with more activation of an endogenous opioid system during pain, while in the low estradiol state, this same system seemed to deactivate. And there you have it! We have just scratched the surface of pain, sex, and the intricate interplay between biology, society, and research methodologies. The disparities in chronic pain prevalence between sexes have long been acknowledged, but our journey today has unveiled a crucial aspect. The fundamental differences in how pain is perceived, processed, and expressed between biological males and females. From the staggering evidence pointing to females' increased sensitivity to pain, to the historical oversight of using primarily male subjects in preclinical studies, the landscape of pain research is undergoing a transformation. 
And we didn't even begin to taking into account that biological sex is a nuanced spectrum, not a binary, like most sexual differentiation literature still treats it. Thank you for joining us on this enlightening journey into the world of pain and sex. Remember, understanding these intricacies is not merely an academic pursuit, it's a path towards equitable healthcare and improved well-being for all. Until next time, keep questioning, keep exploring, and keep listening. This is Stead Talks. Goodbye for now.